Hey, listeners, our Patreon page is live. We would love for you to support us. You can go to our website, failforwardpod.com. You can donate today. Thank you so much to our newest patrons, Nirvana P., Matt F., Margarita G., and Susie M. When somebody says, and believe me, people have, oh, Molly, that will never work. Yeah. I turn right around and do it and show them that it will. <laughs> yep. Failing. 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 I know. When we talk about failure. Some battles you feel like you lost. And survival. Some battles you feel like you win. It's tough. I had to make some tough decisions. We've all faced failure, but what steps do we take to launch ourselves into success? I'm Sarah Brown. There is life. And a blessing. Achieve your dream. And then what we do with it. And this is Failing Forward. So we're going to kickstart with that. All right, awesome. So I want to welcome Molly Wellman. She is the owner of Japs. And for those of you that don't know this, she was named the nation's best bartender. That's amazing. Congrats. Thank you. I'm so excited about that. How do you even get that? You know, somebody nominated me. They, really? Yes. And I was just as surprised as everyone else. Do you think they'll invite you on to Bar Rescue now and you'll be <laughs> a, like one of their... Um, you know how they have those experts that come yes, in? Yes. And I, even if they, I don't think I would. <laughs> I don't like that show. <laughs> it's, it is, it, it's so depressing. Oh, I, I yell at the TV. And, you know, my husband won't let me watch it because I'll, I'll be like, that is not right. That is not right. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> All right, let's start out. Okay. Where did you grow up? I grew up right here in Cincinnati. I grew you up, did. yeah, I'm born and raised here. Okay. My family has been here since the 1850s. Wow. So we, like, it, it's about like, that's seven generations of of us being here. And Germany and Ireland, you know, the say, you know, Irish, German, yes, you know, yes. so classic. But I grew up, behind, I was born in Western Hills and then grew up behind Northgate Mall, literally behind Northgate Mall. Oh like my gosh. the fence divided Northgate and my house. Did you go into Northgate Mall a ton? Oh my God, yeah. I mean, right? we all, I remember it from like when I was a little girl all the way to like, well, I haven't been in it. I don't even know the last time I was in Northgate. I know. I don't think I have either. So was your family in like similar business that you? Not at all. No, my dad worked for uh, Cincinnati Gas and Electric for like 44 years. And then he retired and um, then he consulted for like another five years. Nice. And, you know, he, he, he was, he's so cool. He's a... He was a computer system analyst, whatever the heck that means. I have no clue, but he's a freaking genius. Really? Yes. And now he retired, and guess what he became? What? A clockmaker. Okay. I actually <laughs> read somewhere that clockmakers are genius. They are. I mean, you should see. He has, like, this whole shop in his basement, like, um, like he builds parts. He has, like, lays, and, um, like, he makes parts clock parts and these clocks that are like you know 100 200 years old it's incredible so he has an engineer mind oh yeah and i feel like you have a scientific mind because being a mixologist and creating cocktails like that that's science right yeah it really is it's it's you know i look at it i'm more of a um a creative person though okay like i i see cocktails and making cocktails like painting pictures you know like f- using flavors and like painting flavors into things so um 
that's the best way I can describe it. I see everything in pictures. Really? Everything in pictures, yeah. So I I like science and I love the um, whole thing, but it's more, I'm an artist. The creative piece. Pretty much, Okay, yeah. so you grew up in Western Hills. Yeah, well, in, in, in Coleraine. Coleraine. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then what? Well, um, I moved to Clifton and I, when I was 18, I was like out of the house <laughs> and, you know, partied there. <laughs> <laughs> like we all did. Yes, we all did. And then when I was in my 20s, um, I, I lived down downtown and I was working in an office which was uh, the most the worst thing ever you know I hated it um, and my best friend lived in San Francisco and she uh, she's like why don't you just move out here and I was like okay cool I'll just come out there and see what's going on so I moved to San Francisco so I always think it's amazing when people pack up and leave without like a job or a plan mm-hmm. or a like that takes a really brave person to do that well I figured I I mean I was like 23 years old and I you know I I figured I could find a job. I mean, I I worked in in retail, you know, forever. Yeah. I worked at Pier One Imports when I was like in high like right out of high school. And um I I was really great with people and so yeah. I think I still am. Of course you are. <laughs> totally. But, so it was I I was like I know I can find something. So was it a so did you do the college route or not the college route? Well, I eventually did. So I went to when, when I was in in San Francisco, I worked in high-end retail. I worked at Chanel and I worked at Prada. Okay. And then um, my dad back home, actually, he like, we found out he had cancer, okay. which sounds like it's really bad. It's not, there's nothing good about cancer. Let's just put it that way. Right, right. Um, but I freaked out. I didn't know what to do and I wasn't moving home. So I went to school for nutrition. And really? yeah, it was like, well, I need to do something. I need to learn about this. So I put myself through school for nutrition. And before that, though, I always wanted to be like a fashion designer, but working in high-end retail, I yeah. figured these people are nuts, you know? So <laughs> so instead, I went into um, jewelry design. I became a jeweler of really? all things. Yeah. It's just like this crazy thing. But like tinkering with little things, I think I get that from my dad, you okay. know? Okay. And then the creative part, you know, I've, like I said, I've always been creative. So um, putting jewelry together and embellishments and making art that people can wear and you can actually yeah. use is always like such a cool thing. I, I always thought yeah. this was a cool thing. So um, I learned how to do that. But then 9-11 hit and okay. the price, I, I thought, oh, I'm going to open my own jewelry shop. I'm going to do my own jewelry business. Had you been through school for nutrition at that point? No, that was after. I'm sorry. Okay. I went I okay. went totally like okay. flip-flopped okay. all over the place. Um, but yeah, I went, uh, I, I went to jewelry school first and that was like two years. And then I did a, a, about a year apprenticeship with this crazy master jeweler named Vaskin Tanelian. He was like, <laughs> the, he was so cool though. And he taught me so much, but yeah. this crazy Armenian guy. Really? <laughs> yeah. He was awesome. Was he like, I, I picture him being very, um, emotion, uh, like, well, he was. Or no, was he, no, he even was, keeled? He kind was, of. He was even ke- keeled, unless I screwed Passionate. something up. Uh-huh. Okay. Then he was like, not happy. You can't do that. <laughs> I didn't screw a lot. Of, I was very careful. I wanted. I didn't wanted to make sure I didn't screw anything up. Yeah. So, but you know, you learn. You, you learn, do. You, learn. you have to screw a couple things yeah. up. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so you go work for him, and then. Yeah. And then I then I put I then while I was apprenticing after nine eleven yeah yeah I um I was working in a, a wedding dress shop and I was making embellishments for wedding dresses and then I was also selling wedding dresses which is why I like when I got married I never wore a white dress. <laughs> 
I was like, I am not doing anything that's traditional. Oh my gosh, those people are crazy. Anyway, no offense to the bridal industry people, you guys. None taken. Yeah. (laughs) Or the bride that wore white. Right. Yeah. No no offense. (laughs) But in San Francisco, it was weird. Anyway, (laughs) Um, then so. Uh, I started working. My friend opened a restaurant. And she's like, I need a food runner. Do you want to come and do this? And I was like, yeah, sure. Make some extra money. Right. And so I did that. And then um, I started bartending. And so, oh. yeah, that's kind of how I got into the whole bartending. Yeah. The only thing I knew how to make was a Manhattan because I would drink those when I worked so at Chanel. So you knew. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, well, push the Manhattans because <laughs> that's what I know how to make. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and then I'll figure everything else out. So as you're... D- doing that because i would think the nutrition informs you with tastes and and whatever right yeah. well yeah and you know in nutrition school i learned um you know a lot about preservatives and right. um like high fructose corn syrup and the preservatives they use in food and how like food is made that is sold in our stores you know yeah. and then um uh, the importance of fresh food and making things that are um you know Fresh, you know, yeah. not processed. Clean, you know. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So that I learned a lot about that, and then my focus being, you know, clean food for my dad. You yeah. know, did you do anything uh, work wise with it? Mm-mm, no, I no. hated it. I hated it because people hate to be told what to to eat. Mm. They really hate to be told what to eat. Think about this. Like I, I um, did this apprenticeship, and it was um, I had to tell work like low income working families, you know, that work like three jobs. You have to go to the farm. Here's a voucher for the farmer's market. Go buy fresh food and then go and make a full meal for your family. Right. They're working three jobs. They don't have time for right, that. Right. You know, it's easier to go and cheaper, actually, to go through the drive through to yeah. pick up food for your family that you can drop out of home and then go to your next job. Yeah. So it was it was really depressing. And then, you know, um, even putting meal plans together for people who don't Aren't into aren't it. Interested, interested not in it. A, not at all. They, their doctor says they need a, a meal plan and they don't want to do it. It's it's so depressing. So so what did you take okay. from that that you're applying today? Well, um, I hate things that have high fructose corn syrup. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, like, so when I moved back to Cincinnati and I started working in the bar. Yeah. I remember, Where did you, what bar did you start working at I, when you moved back here? I started working at Chalk, which Chalk. was in Covington. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it was a Jean Robert restaurant. Yes, it was so okay. cool. And I, I, you came back. Would t- tell yeah. our listeners. So, what brought you back here? My family. Your family. I had, I had a nephew who thought I lived at the airport. <laughs> so they, they would drop me off, and they're like, "Where does Aunt Molly look? Live so at the do airport?" Do you have siblings? I have three, two sisters. Okay, and then I have twenty cousins. So you're so, super tight. Yeah. Well, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. But close with your sisters yeah. and your nieces and nephews. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. definitely. I love my family. Yeah. So, I, but I, they all are here. You know, we're West Siders. Nobody really ever leaves, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and they weren't visiting me much in San Francisco. So yeah. uh, I decided I was 35. I was like, if I'm going to have my roots put down, I want to put them down in Cincinnati. I don't want to stay in, in, in San Francisco. And I was a cocktail waitress, and I was um, I went from bartending to cocktailing because I made more money. <laughs> yeah. You know what I think is awesome, yeah. and I'm sure you've been told this before, but for the city, it's such a gift that you moved back. Oh, thank because you. Because you brought this, like, breath of fresh air of this creative, kind, 
bright spirit. And I don't even know you that well, but I knew you from afar, you know. And I think it was really cool for, at least it was for me, to see a woman who could succeed in something that was typically male-dominated. Yeah. I mean, I you know, I never really... I never really noticed it when I was just doing it. I just knew, like, when I came back from San Francisco, I was like, well, I'm a little more colorful. You know, I have all these tattoos, and I have this yeah. style that, you know, I didn't want to really give up. No, because it's you. I didn't I, – well, I, I didn't know what I was going to do either. So, And I didn't know how the city had changed in 12 years, you know, either. Like, when I would come home, I would hang out in Colerain, you know. Like, right. I never really came downtown or – um, I, I lost touch with a lot of my friends who had moved all over the place, too. And uh, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. So I thought, well, I'll just bartend for a while because I know how to do that. Yeah. And um, I'll see what it takes me. And uh, so I went and put my resume like all over the place. And then out of like sheer luck, I was in the right place at the right time. And somebody said, oh, they're looking for a bartender at Chalk. You should go and apply there. And I was like. I've never heard of it, but let's go. All right, cool. Yeah. I'm there. And I went in and I, um, a teeny tiny little bar. It was, I mean, it was like the size of like a home bar oh and they were mostly wine centric. Yes. But they said, we need somebody who can make classic and craft cocktails. And I was like, oh yeah, sure. I could totally do that. Totally had no idea. <laughs> no idea at all. I was like, that sounds good. And then I went home and I started Googling and reading and figuring it out. And then, um, the first thing I did at Chalk was I threw away all of their mixers. <laughs> really? Yeah. Because they were all preservative yeah. nastiness. I mean, it was like apple puckers. It's like neon green and razzmatazz. And like, right. you know, it's all just flavored crap, you know? So how did it launch? How did your career launch from there to what it is now? Well, that- what was the first what was your fi- first big break or? Well, that was pretty much it, I think. You know, um, them allowing me to, my chef who, um, rest his soul, uh, Jared, is, um, he let me come in his kitchen and he let me um, experiment. And Jean Robert, too, he's like such a, if he, if, if Jean Robert wouldn't let uh, me, go and and do what I wanted to do. Yeah. I would I wouldn't be here right now. Really? Yeah, he's a huge part So what of tell it. us can you tell us that story? Like well, when maybe a monumental moment with him or just I wasn't a monumental it, it just It wasn't a monumental it was just this idea like with all of his restaurants he um and and with so many people he I mean he's created so many people. I think that um <laughs> he recognizes um when people want to you know, do something and it, yeah. it, you know, fits. He, he, he recognizes that. And I think that was a huge deal that he didn't say, no, we have to have apple puckers. You right. know? He kind of, he saw, totally he let okay. you do, he, yeah, you were passionate and good with something. You had the talent and he let you go with it. Exactly. Yeah. Which was really cool. Okay. So and you I didn't work even at... know I had the talent either. I just did it. <laughs> but did you know that you had joy doing it? Because oh, you go home at night and Google stuff, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I was obsessed. You know, I was obsessed with finding these old cocktails and the stories behind them. I'm still obsessed. Like, it has not even changed. It's probably gotten even stronger. So for you, it's the stories behind the cocktail. Yeah. Big time. It's the cocktail, of course. You know, I love to make something that tastes really good and is balanced. And um, I'm very particular about how things are done. You know, the flavors. Um, 
it's uh, a lot of it's keeping it really simple, you know, Um, particularly about that and the technique that was used to make these. But really, the experience that comes with this cocktail is the story behind it. I love the story. And how did you even like, I feel like you're the first person to talk about that. I don't know. I've, I've always been a person who liked old things, you know. Yeah. Watching old movies, old clothes. Old what is everything. it about that for you? I think I was probably born in the wrong time. <laughs> <laughs> is it like a, like, is it like a comfort thing? Is it a, it, what is it? A there, safety thing? Is it a. Isn't it funny? Like, there's sometimes where I'll hear a song or I'll, you know, I, I'll see an old picture or something. And I will get very emotional about it. It's really weird. And I don't know where that comes from. It's not like. I mean, to me, that's like a spiritual experience of some sort. It kind of is. You know, Um, I remember when I was a little when I was really, really little and like going to my great grandparents house and like how that house was like stuck in time. And I, I, it's like a happy place for me. It's really weird. Yeah. And then like, as I read about like old Cincinnati and then these old cocktails and things that happened a hundred years ago, it really is. It's like, I feel more comfortable there then, sometimes than right now. Yeah. And, and when I get stressed, you'll see, I will, op- my, you can ask my husband, I'll open a book and go back in time. I'll read something that goes back in time when I'm stressed and I'll immediately calm down. It's crazy. <laughs> well, I think it's cool that you've figured that out. Yeah, it's it's really it's it, and history is with us everywhere, so it yeah. just makes it uh, a safe place. It's nice. <laughs> yeah, totally. Okay, so talk to me about what happens after chalk. Okay, and then what's yeah? What's what's yeah? Well, um, after chalk, I I worked at Rookwood for a little bit and helped set their bar up. Okay. I hired Rom. I was real proud of that. <laughs> and then, um, and then I went and worked at. Hold on. Oh yeah. I don't know who that is. And oh, I'm he's sure. Listeners, I'm. I'm oh. sure I'm the dumb dumb here. But no, no. Rom Wells. It like if you know Rom Wells, like he was a big bartender back. Um, you know, like eight, ten, eight to ten years ago. Okay. Um, and he's now a part of Cheapside and, oh, okay. and all of that. Yeah, he's yeah. really cool and somebody that I admire in the city so much. He's awesome. So he's he's a, a, he was a fantastic bartender, and there wasn't too many people that like could get it. You know, yeah, he got it, and there were a few other handful of people too who got it. You know, and and they were real about it too. They didn't <laughs> copy off of everyone else. They right, just they were authentic. Yeah, yeah, I love that. So from Rookwood. So from Rookwood, then um, I worked at Lava Matic. I remember again. that. Yeah, Lava Matic was great. Another genre bear, right? Yeah, I got to meet so many people in Over the Rhine and the movers and shakers who were really like stirring up what was going on in Over the Rhine. Uh, it was really fun. It was really, really cool. But the, um, after genre bear left there, um, they kind of put a, a, a vice grip on like what we were going to do. So. Okay. Um, I left there and then I just, I guess, bartended everywhere. Like, really? I, I worked well, When at, did you decide to open your own place? So pretty much then after <laughs> I, I worked at um, this rock and roll bar called Mainstay. 
for, like on the no weekends. Idea where that was? Oh, it was total rock and roll. I met so many great bands and great people at Mainstay. It was so fun. And we just it was a, a beer bar. We slung like twenty two ounce <laughs> big ass beers yeah. and like shots. And but of course, I would always get yelled at like, "You got to stop talking to people, Molly. <laughs> We're not making fancy cocktails here, Molly." And, like, and I was like, "Oh, I'm totally making fancy cocktails, and I'm totally talking to people." <laughs> it was really fun. Um, but then uh, I wanted to open my own place, so I started looking around. And then I guess bartended at Neons okay. when Neons had opened. And um, then the, the owners there asked me if they if we could partner together. And so then for Japs, that's got how we got Japs. And I was okay. like, well, the thing I asked was like, do I have to write a business plan? Because I was working on a business plan that was going nowhere. I was yeah. just, I'm a, I don't Frustrated, know. Frustrated, yeah. Oh, it's so boring. So ridiculously stupid. You know, it really is. And they're like, no. And I'm like, I'm in. Let's go. I'm like, let's do it. I know exactly what I want. I know exactly what to do. And so we opened Japs. And that was eight years ago. So the one thing that I think you've done really well at is to ask for what you're worth. Yeah. Right? I try. So how (laughs) how did you get that confidence to do that? Um, I didn't even know I really had it. I think that, um, well... I just don't, you know, I, if I want something, I will be the most annoying person till I get it. You yeah. know, I, I do it to my parents. I don't know why they still talk to me, <laughs> but I, I really like, if I want something, if, like I have a vision for something, I'm going to do everything I can to get it. And if it works out, it was meant to be, if it doesn't, then it wasn't meant to be. And the thing that was meant to be will come into play. I really, um, thrive on, um, you know, waking up every day and saying, I wonder what's going to happen today. I'm really excited to see what happens today. Have you always been like that? No, I wasn't like that. All so the time. is that a choice that you make every day? It's a choice I make every day. Yeah. In and fact, when did you learn that? Um, well, we had to go back to San Francisco again. <laughs> uh, I lost somebody very close to me and I thought my world had ended. So um, that's it was it was I got into a horrible grieving situation for over a year and um I, I lost myself and then to bring myself back out of it i would take walks through golden gate park every day and figure out then one day i was just like well you know you it was just kind of one of these things where you can't control what happens in the world yeah. you know you can only control what you have you know like as a person do you want to share would yeah, you I feel can. comfortable sharing about your friend yeah of course okay so um i uh, was engaged to a gentleman named ailey israel and uh, it was, he, he was awesome. He was everything. He was just everything. And um, we, like, we went, I had won this trip to Thailand. That's a whole other story. <laughs> we went to Thailand, and Thailand was wonderful, and we decided we were getting married. It was kind of like one of these are very organic things, you yeah. know, one night on the beach and on um, Koh Samui, and it was like, okay, are we going to have kids? You know, are we going to, you know, we started planning everything out exactly what we're going to do. And when we came back, um, it was about two or three weeks later, he had gone to Santa Barbara with his friend um, who who was going to visit his sister in um, California State in Santa Barbara. And uh, there was a, a kid, an 18-year-old kid who was off his meds, not stable, and who was um, who'd gotten turned down by a girl? And he took his car, his sob, and rode it down a very narrow um, 
residential street at 60 miles per hour and ran into five people, including Ailey, and killed Ailey instantly and four other people. And then um, the fifth person is completely um, brain, you know, his head trauma. Right. um, That was in 2001. So it just changed everything. I changed me. I don't even know. I don't even know the person who who I was before then. Honestly, that was a whole other person. Really? Yeah, it was crazy. Um, but uh, yeah, it took a long time. It's still it's still not all you know it's, healed. Yeah, I mean, it, I don't think it ever like it went. Every everyone's lost someone you know really close. Yeah, it never really heals. You know, it just changes. Yeah. So it's, uh, but I learned like, and it, no, not, there's, no, I don't think there's anyone out there who can. Uh, there's not a template, you know. There's not a class, you know, no. who can teach you how to deal with that. You yeah, know? they like they give us the steps for grieving, but yeah, everyone's different, right? And so um, through, you know, I, I was. What were you? What know. was different about you after that? Oh, so oh, such a bitch. <laughs> I mean, I was so me. I was but so. But like you said, mad. I don't even know what I who I was before that. I, mean, I was always a nice person. I've always been a nice person, you know. Like I was raised really, you know, with great yeah. parents and like. But um, I, I I love being nice to people, you know. I always have. But when I was going through that, I I was not. I don't. I wasn't hard on myself. I wasn't gentle with myself, and I wasn't gentle with other people. And um, I remember going into a store with my uncle. And during Christmas, they didn't have boxes for the. And I was like, "Of course you don't have boxes. Why would you have boxes? Oh my, you know, it's because uh, it's only Christmas. I mean, we don't even have to wrap this, you know. Just, just a total pain in the butt, you know. That's why when people are like that, you never should judge them because they're probably going through a really hard time, you know. I never judge anybody if they're screaming at me. I'm like, be gentle with yourself. Take a deep breath understand yeah. you know it's but um yeah it but it there was after a while you just i it was a turning point where i had to you know recognize that i wasn't being good to myself i wasn't being good to other people the world wasn't going to change and i couldn't change anything in the world i couldn't right. change anything that was going to happen at all Mm-mm. all i could do was figure out how to be the best at taking everything that came to me. Does that make sense? Yeah. So um, I changed it. I just changed myself, you know? And instead of waking up every day, like being really mad that I wasn't dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I changed it to, I wonder what's going to happen today. I wonder what amazing things are going to happen today, you know? And at the end of the day, I'd be like, oh, this is great. That was really cool that happened today. And I didn't know that was going to happen. That's really neat, you know? Yeah. And so to still to this day, I do that. And it makes, oh, life so much better. How did, did you know to do that? Did, I did, did you read it? Did you see it? No, I just, it was like one of those things that I, like I said, I would, I would take, I took a whole I took a whole year off of work and everything and just lived off of my savings, which was crazy in San Francisco. But um, 
it, I would walk every day, you know? I lived with like four people and there was this guy who played the freaking guitar every day because he was a weird hippie guy. And it was so annoying. So I just got out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> Communal living in San Francisco. <laughs> uh, but I would take walks through Golden Gate Park mostly. I just like get lost in the city because it's such an easy city to do that in. Yeah. And I would think and I would uh, talk to myself and I'd talk to God and I'd talk to... Uh, the seagull. I mean, I talked to the seagulls. I would just be like, or some days I would just like wear sunglasses and just cry my eyes out, you know, mm -hmm. walking around. And then it just like when you think that much, it just kind of comes to you. I, I think I, 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 for anybody who doesn't believe in God, I do. I think God had something to do with it. So I think he's like, all right, you've had enough. Let's uh, figure out this. Let's figure this out. Yeah. So I, I feel very, I'm very glad that uh because i obviously would we would never want that to happen to somebody no the person they absolutely love and planned on spending the rest of their life with passed away yeah but i think it did make you who you are now it i think it did too i, I mean i'm happily married now yeah to be and um he like we're we're he he understands who ailey was and how special he was sure so i, I mean it's um I, ailey's still with me just in a different way. Yeah. So it's it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for telling that. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's yeah. all right. Yeah. I, I, in a way, like, I always get real emotional when you talk about that. But in a way, I like talking about him. Yeah. Know? Yeah. In a way, even though it's... Both it's, my parents are deceased. And I do like talking about them. Yeah. I You know, I think it's really important. I, I, I always talk about... Um, uh, you know, I, t I like history a lot, and I'm yeah. getting more and more into telling stories, especially about um, what we had here in Cincinnati, and uh, especially like the the drinking and stuff. Yeah. And I always I I post pictures about things that are not here anymore. <laughs> you know, I just posted about the old library of Cincinnati a few oh, weeks ago. Oh, I didn't ago. even know where that was. It was on. It, okay, I'm going to tell you. Yeah. It's really neat. Um, you know where Vine Street is? Yes. Okay. In between. Um, Fifth and or sixth and seventh street. Okay, you know where the Macy's Federated yeah. Building is, yeah. and you know where the old Enquirer Building is. Yes, it was on Vine Street, right in between there, and it was gorgeous. I'll show you pictures. It's, and they tore it down and then put the new library. They they tore it down because it, it was they had built it in oh was it eighteen I think it was eighteen sixties like eighteen sixty five. It was supposed to be built for a uh, opera house. Wow. And then the guy couldn't get enough money. He couldn't get funds. So the library that was the library at that time was in the uh, Mechanical Institute, which was where the library was. That was where they found books. And then the Mercantile Library as well. Those okay. were the two libraries that you could go in and study. So the Mechanics Institute is where you would go and like learn trades and stuff and you would be able to read. Well, they took that library from there and put it into this library. It was our first real you know library yeah and it was gorgeous it was like it was like a harry potter film it was yeah. just beautiful but you know they it lasted till about 1955 and that's a long run for a building you mm -hmm. know for a bill it was leaking and it did you know it couldn't get you know it's very hard to upgrade to like where we're and i always think about 
when you, you know, when you post pictures like this, you tell the story of, you know, the old library, that's you preserving it. Things will come and go. Our landscape has changed a million times over the, you know, um, since 1788 and even further than that. Yeah. And it will always continue to change because we change, you know. Right. We have our time on this earth in this spot in Cincinnati to use it and to protect it and to love it and to have our experiences here. And we need to make it ours. So things will always change. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Buildings will come down and new buildings will go up. But if you want to preserve a building, talk about it. Yeah. Tell the story. Show the pictures. Take pictures of everything, you know? So you don't get tied to the fact that it was torn down because it, you still feel like you can relive it and talk about it from old photographs. Exactly. It would have been really neat to experience, yeah. but that wasn't my time, you know? Right. So I think... I um, think that's a real... Like, that to me is such a good life lesson. Like, just... It's not. It's not your time. It's not my time. It wasn't my time to to um, experience that library, but I can if, easily open a book and read about it, find out everything about, it and look at the pictures, and I can experience it that way. So for you, for business, yeah. Have you ever had a business idea and you've worked on it and you tried and you've you were determined, but it just wasn't the right time? And then can you just <laughs> let it go? You know, I've had seven businesses and. Um, Japs, between Japs and Old Kentucky Bourbon Bar, those are my two most favorite, and, and Myrtle's too, but really Japs and Old Kentucky Bourbon Bar are my two, like, babies. Yeah. And I feel that they are very successful. Yeah. Um, they, I put my heart and soul into both of those. And um, Old Kentucky Bourbon Bar, I don't own it any longer, but it's going strong. I'm still very proud of where it is and what's going on with that. Uh, it's still recognized. And yeah. that's awesome. I don't need to be a part of it because I, I built it. Yes. You know, I know. So what it, did you build it and then sold it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I bought my my partners out uh, last year. So okay. it kind of got, you know, to that partner. He owned this, the building, so it made sense. Sure. He wanted it. So, and then I took Japs and Myrtles. And Myrtles, I, every single day somebody comes up to me and is really sad about Myrtles. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I am, I, I'm a two different feelings about it. One, yeah. I'm sad because it was such a place for everyone. And I love it. It had really good energy. Thank you. I, I thought it did too. Yeah. I, I loved it. It was a gathering place. It was exactly. Even for a non-drinker, we would go there and it was oh, a yeah. good, it was good energy. We can make, we made nannies there all the time too. I know. I love that you make nannies. Yeah. <laughs> I should patent that word. You actually should. <laughs> I'm not kidding. So, but, okay. Yeah. So yeah, like, okay. So when I closed Blown, I had people all the time saying to me, oh, I'm so sad. And at first it would like drain me. And then I got to the point where I was like, no, no, no. It it was great when it was. Yeah. And its time was over. That's exactly right. Just like the library. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's the thing, too. I used to get upset because... Um, I, well, hold on. Yeah. Let me say one more thing. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. But let me tell you that took some work because yeah. my ego was really tied to that success. Yeah. And when I realized that there was absolutely nothing I could do about it was when I had to like surrender it and just let it go. Right. That's true. I uh, the same with all of all of my businesses too, and, and Myrtles too. I mean, I can make punch. I can. <laughs> I I still have all the stories and the recipes and everything. Yeah. I can make punch anytime, you know. Yep. And I do. Just made some for the opera yesterday. Nice. So, um, but yeah, I um, and I will create another space 
for another time, you know? Yeah. And I've learned a lot, just like you've learned with Blown. If you ever open a place, you learned a lot, didn't you? Oh, my God. Yeah. Like an MBA. It won't be. That'll never go away. No. It'll never go away. It's made your world so much bigger, you know? So much bigger. Yeah. Speaking of making your world so much bigger. So I've recently been reading about um, expansive thinking and being around people who are expanders for you. Who would be who are expanders for you? And what I mean by that are people that you that help you think bigger and greater and better. Uh, yeah. Hmm. There's so many people. John um, Robert, maybe. Was well, John Robert for sure. I mean, he's a huge. Um, um, he's a huge in like I. I always think like, what would, you, what would Jean Robert do? You know? <laughs> oh my gosh, you know? that's like, great! I think about that all the we time. We need to get him on the show. Actually, oh, you should. He's so maybe you could cool. help us get that. I can help you. Thanks. I know him. Thank <laughs> you. I'll talk to him. <laughs> Thank you. He's very nice. Um, the uh, you know what? I run into so many amazing people in this city. Yeah. And I love this city, not just because of its history and its home and everything, but for the people here. Yeah, me too. I love this people here in Cincinnati. Me too. Like, I wish I could hug everyone. Like, seriously. And I I run and I meet so many people every day. Some people I can't remember their names. I'm so sorry. I remember your face and because, I usually remember because what you Because you drink. meet so many people, though. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like... There's times where I'm like, I can't remember your name, but I think it's Kevin. Like, if I can't remember your name, it's usually Kevin. <laughs> Dude. But I I don't know. I like still those people, even if I can't remember their name right off the bat, they expand my world. You yeah. know? So I, I. So it's more of a like collective energy. It is. Yeah. The city is. Do you do amazing. like, do you do like any meditation or like, what do you, how do you be a better you? Well, I think that whole waking up in the morning yes. and, and um, wondering what's going to happen is is be- the best thing ever. Um, I always take Sunday off. You do? <laughs> yeah, every Sunday. Love that. Yeah. I don't like to do anything. I love just to be really just free and not have any plans and um, just see where the day takes me, even if it's I do nothing, you know? Yeah. Um, I always take Sunday off. It's real important for me. Um, I like, but I don't like to be bored, you know, except on Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like to be bored. I really like to keep going. You like challenges. Yeah, I do. I love. um, What's your next challenge? Oh, gosh. Well, I'm about to remodel Japs. Seriously? Yeah. And I'm so excited about it. But I'm I'm, I'm nervous, too, which yeah. is really weird. I've been looking at the same green and brown walls at Japs. <laughs> so, so bad. Oh, my God, um, I love that. For eight years. I mean, for eight years. So, you know, my sister met her husband there. Did she? Mm-hmm. I love hearing that. That's mm-hmm. like one of my... You know, I have, she did. I have, pe- I have people who have met there dated there they would come and get their wedding pictures there mm-hmm. and then they will bring their firstborn <laughs> it's adorable i love it i'm it sorry so i got cool. you off track so no, the remodel sorry. is yeah, really exciting but you're also cool. nervous a little bit because you know just like i've been looking at the same things for eight years so has everybody else right and um although the design i think is just gonna be amazing and knock people's socks off. I'm kind of nervous that people will be like, oh, I like the, the, the dreary brown and green. <laughs> I don't think they will. I, when I are you going to unveil that? 
Well, I hopefully it'll be done by Blink. That's that was really yeah. That was my so for listeners. Blink is going to be in October. In October, yeah. yeah. October. It was like I think the second week in October. I think I so. Yeah. Um, but um, I wanted it done by Blink, so everybody could come in. That's you know, so awesome during Blink. But I'm one little hint, and I'm, I'm going to come in during Blink. Please do. I'm so excited. I'm so excited for Blink. That's Me such a too. cool thing. It's amazing. Um, last year, we were not prepared. This year, we will be prepared. Two years ago. <laughs> yeah, excuse yes. me, two years ago. That's yeah. right. Doesn't it because fly nobody, by? Because I mean, so I, I'm on the Artworks board, and uh, Artworks is you know, part of that. Yes. They were, we were, Tamara and her crew were the original designers with Brave Berlin and with Agar. But yes. Yeah. I mean, I love nobody knew it was going to be that. Major. I don't think even even artworks or Brave Berlin or or Agar had yeah. any idea, but man, everyone I love. Are we so lucky to have all of them in our city? Isn't yes. that so cool? It yeah. makes me so proud. I love Tamara. I love yeah. I love Josh and Andrew and um, Steve and Dan. They're just like the greatest. They really really are. I would have like feed them all whiskey all the time. <laughs> like, I really I'm do. sure they would love that. <laughs> I think they're just great. But anyway, we're going to I'm I'm really excited. I'm nervous and I'm really excited. So Yeah. Okay, I, so by blink. Yeah. All right. I'm going to paint the ceiling copper. Seriously? Yeah. That's awesome. It sounds so cool. <laughs> it sounds so cool. I can't wait. Any final stories, thoughts? One thing, um I, I like to tell people like cause people always want to sit down with me and pick my brain i i love it and i i hate it because i don't have enough time to really like get into to it with some people i i, I mean i want to but i can't yeah um is uh, you know one advice that i give people and i think it's really 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 important is that um one you should stick to your guns you always stick to like you have a dream stick to it don't let anyone tell you at all that it won't work do it you show them because you cannot fail at being yourself at all. You cannot fail at being you. And you are a magical, wonderful, incredible being that is going to put a mark on the world. So you can't copy off of other people's bullshit. Yeah. You have to put your own mark on it. So please remember that. That's really, really important. I think about it every single day. And when somebody says, and believe me, people have, oh, Molly, that will never work. Yeah. I turn right around and do it and show them that it will. <laughs> yep. Yes. It's really, really important. And I think that I'm really excited that um, here in Cincinnati, I was able to put my mark on this city. Yes, so. you have. <laughs> Cheers to you. Cheers to you. <laughs> Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I want to thank everyone behind the scenes, especially Adrian Donica and the team at Gwyn Sound. Also, please find us on social media outlets at Fail Forward Pod. <laughs>